The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley, and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Vandenbeld and Roy Hoiskies. Hello, welcome. It's the State of Search show on WebmasterRadio.fm again. I'm Boss Vandenbeld. With me, as usual, my good friend and uh, co-host of the show, Roy Hoiskies. Hey, Roy. Hey, Boss. Hey, we're doing this over Skype. I'm not sure for how long this is going to be the free version because Microsoft bought it today or yesterday. Uh, but we've got somebody else on Skype too, and that's Mr. Matthew Wood, who's uh, uh, from Existem or Affiliates for You uh, conference, which many people will know him of. Uh, hey, Matthew. Hey, good evening, gents. Welcome on the show. Good to have you back. Oh, it's a pleasure. I can't believe it's been uh, well, a year, isn't it, since... Um Flies by, flies by. Yeah, it has been a year. Uh, we didn't do a show. Uh, we didn't do get you on the show prior to London. Uh, the, the London A for you. I don't know. Uh, we, we did. Yeah, sorry, that was uh, Chris did that one. I think. Ah, true. Yes, Chris Johnson, one of your. Uh, well, what is it? Employees? Is he one of your employees? He is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he was on the show uh, uh, back then. So uh, this time we're uh, going to talk also, of course, a little bit about a Free Expo, which is going to be on in um, about four weeks, I think, in uh, Munich. Four weeks today, yeah. Four weeks today. Already getting stressed or is it... Uh... My gray hairs just, uh, you know, multiply at this time of year. So, yeah, it's pretty stressful. <laughs> <laughs> must 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 be an awful time to uh, to to live in just before conferences. It is, but I look forward to the summer, so uh, holiday time. Yeah, that's that's going to be good. Um, we're going to start off a little bit with uh, uh, some el- some other news, um, which just came out um, from the Google I/O, which is going on. I think it's is it in San Jose or San Francisco. Not sure, um, but they announced there something which was already uh, buzzing around the web, which was going to happen, and that's Google Music, which uh, they call Music Beta by Google. Uh, it's a service which which Google is going to uh, launch, which means that you can upload your music uh, from anywhere, from uh, your computer, from iTunes, for from wherever you have your music stored, and by streaming through web or Android you can then play your songs wherever you want. That's about what they're going to be doing. Um, this, while of course... Having, while having a connection to the internet. You have to have a connection to the internet, yes. <laughs> if you, do, you, can't, you cannot download it, because that, uh, if, if you do that, that would be uh, illegal, so to speak, because then you would have right issues 
which is going to be interesting, of course, to how, how they're going to handle that because um, the music industry will. I'm not. I'm not sure. Will the music industry like this? You think, Roy? They probably don't like it. But the, the problem is that if they need some legal ground to do something about it. And as far as Amazon and Google now saying is that there is no legal ground to do anything about this because it's still on your your disk somewhere. You own it, and you just listen through it. So, I don't know. Yeah. You're not sharing it with others, so it's... Uh... No, it's still your music, so... Yeah. Would you use it, Matthew? I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a great fan of um, Spotify. Do you know Spotify? Hell yes. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I haven't looked at the you know the Google Music too much, but if it if it's similar to that, then you know it's fantastic. And I I can't see that the um, you know that the record companies are going to worry too much. Just depends you know how this progresses. I did try to get on, but unfortunately, it's just limited to the US folk at the moment, isn't it? As usual, yes. <laughs> yeah, we are, we're the last to get it, but yeah, yeah. currently well, only available. And, and you're in the UK. You get it before we do. <laughs> we have to wait get another six months before we get it. So, so that's that's even more uh, annoying, actually. Uh, it's, it sounds interesting. It sounds nice. And um, I can imagine this is going to be very, really interesting for the Android tablets, which are out there. Uh, you can know, I'm, I'm, I've got an iPad, and I'm using uh, an application which allows me to stream music uh, on my stereo. So I can. But you have Spotify, it. right? Yeah. Why, yeah. why do you need to stream your music? I mean, you can listen to any music you like that's on Spotify, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I do that so too. I don't, I don't see the benefit of uploading my music to some place in the cloud, whatever, with the risk of the cloud being damaged and blown up, like happened to Amazon, for instance. Yeah. I mean, just having Spotify on there on the spot, and I can listen to anything I'd like, any moment, and any. Well, if I want to check out something new, I'm going to be on Spotify for that, or maybe on Last FM. But mm-hmm. which could no, I suppose it, it's a good thing, I think, for portability, isn't it? I mean, in a way, it's almost like combining Spotify and iTunes. So you've got the best of of, of um, you know Spotify. So you're streaming live music. It's a bit like Napster, isn't it? The same same kind of thing. But then you've always got access to your to your collection at home as as, as well. Um, but you know, I. Just thinking about you know the record company. Didn't Spotify have a problem with you know saying you know they had to limit the number of plays for a particular yeah. track? So yeah, well, what, they had the free version. You you would, could listen to twenty hours of music and then every three minutes or something like that or three songs. I think there was this yeah. commercial coming coming through, but in, and then yeah. there's the subscription model. You pay five dollars I think a month to get the desktop version free, and then you pay ten dollars if you want it on your iPhone as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. And now they changed it to, I think, 10 hours of free listening. And uh, you can only listen to uh, a song three times, which is actually a smart move because that that limitation got a lot of people to sign up for Spotify. And it's actually pretty fair. I mean, if you listen to something three times, I mean, yeah, you probably like it. So you can pay for it then, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it's, it, I think it's all well. The, the Google Music beta—it's all to push Android tablets. I think it's also they, they didn't just launch the music beta; they also launched movies for rent on Android. Yeah, I see um, uh, also on YouTube, by the way, YouTube is also going to be—you um, you can also rent videos on YouTube. 
uh, movies. Uh, by the way, which are movies which you can watch for free everywhere because it's crappy movie, movies. But um, yeah, it's really it's really horrible, kind of like from the sixties, you know, those kind of movies. <laughs> so uh, it's not really tempting to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's obviously meant to pu- to push Android and push the tablets. That's what Google doing. That, that, that's what Google doing doing here. Um, I guess. Oh. I mean, it's they are still playing catch up on the. I mean, uh, one of the things I was I caught the tail end of the the live I/O thing, and it they said it was astonishing fact it was four hundred thousand new devices are registered every day yes. on Android. That's you know that to me is is like wow, you know yeah, that that's is. A lot. That's that's impressive, um, and, and over a quarter of a million developers out there. Um, I remember, you know, six months ago, it would be almost impossible to get, you know, the the applications that you wanted that were on the iPhone, and and now as as there are more developers, they're they're kind of catching up and almost overtaking, which is fantastic. They're just I I can't really think of an application which is on the iPhone which is not on Android, except for the Apple ones like iTunes, but I can't. <laughs> I can't think of any, so it's probably F Twenty app. Is that on on an Android? <laughs> you, you could just go. You, you just can't leave it alone, can you? <laughs> no, it was just one that I opened up on my iPhone. Just asking. <laughs> Roy's, Roy's leading one nil in in the competition uh, between the uh, teams we we support, and I I just I kind of lost it this Sunday. So, so it's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's like Schalke, yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Schalke's <laughs> connected to Twente, actually. So, yeah, too bad. We we didn't do too well to Manchester. What was it? Yeah, Manchester, I think. 6-1, I think. Yeah, hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the uh, the Android uh, uh, um, things. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. There's. I think this uh, did is... You, a, did you see the, the, the guy with... Uh, I mean, you were t- we were talking about the show a little bit before it. Did you see the the guy with the uh, the big well was it the the big board with the ball you had to drop in the balls in the holes that yeah. you can move? Yeah. I mean that's that was. I mean, what do you feel about displaying something like that? I mean, I, I don't know. It just for me it shows the possibilities of what developers can do. I mean, they're they're. You know, we've we've got a developer out there from uh, Voucher Cloud, which is a, a couponing service on the mobile. One of the companies I'm involved in, and it's about getting the masterminds together and, and showing what um, what is possible. And you know, it was a, it was a fun little tool, but it's amazing that you know you can you can have an app that powers two motors that that, that provides a, a loft flying game. Um, and and also, you know, the the new um, is it the new operating system that allows apps to to uh, enabled to um, tell which way or which direction you're looking, you know all, all those things. Are, to me, absolutely fascinating. Can you, can you imagine what you can do if you put the possibilities of Android together with the possibilities of Apple together with the possibilities of <laughs> Microsoft and the Connect? What, what, if you put them all together, what you can make? This is going to be incredible. We can bring back Alphas if we'd like. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they put a f- new face on a person in the US, so anything's possible now. I think. <laughs> Did you get that? By the way, that yeah, was, I, I saw. Oh. But I was. I mean, talking about new faces, the guy from Google talking on the stage. I was just had this really impression. I was looking at a, at a, at a Steve Jobs ripoff. He was using the exact magical 
kind of words. And he was like, we think this is a great opportunity to show, blah, blah. He was just try- really trying to copy the whole Apple Apple kind of thing that, that's going on. I mean, it wasn't yeah. too fun of that, actually. Well, isn't everybody doing that? No, but it, it really, I, I really started noticing this on, on this particular guy. But, I mean, he was just using real the same sentences, completely the same sentences. Okay, I, I I didn't I didn't see it. I just uh, saw the, the the tweets and and the write ups about it. Okay, well, Google I/O um, day one has been today, so it's uh, uh, another day probably tomorrow. Um, I think the big announcements were just these ones, uh, which are nice ones, but it has nothing to do with either search or affiliate. So, uh, can, you think you can affiliate on? Um, Android kind of applications. Um, can you make it make a living out of that, Matthew? Selling Android applications as an affiliate or something. Selling selling applications. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. Um, you know, there was various marketplaces, so you could definitely do that. Um, I think the most exciting thing is actually being an affiliate and developing an app um, and, and monetizing uh, a consumer app um, on the Android platform. Um, you know, I was chatting just before I came on the phone with um, with a company that specialises on data, data feeds, and you know, looking at how merchants um, are using feeds and how, you know, if you had a good developer, you could develop something, whether it's comparison, you know, creating an outfit with a fashion application, perhaps, and then putting, you know, sending that to your friends and mm. and earning a commission based on. On, on, on stuff that they buy. I mean, that, that to me is an integral part of where affiliate marketing is heading. And I, I think probably in the next six months, we'll see someone break through and, and really do something quite special. So are, are you going to um, touch that topic on for you? Like um, work with apps? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, we always try to look at you know, where, where affiliate marketing is heading. Um, and certainly within Europe, mobile is, is a... A very strong contender. We, we're already seeing really strong work with certain voucher companies. Uh, I mentioned Voucher Cloud. There's others like um, Voucher Char, etc. And and these mobile developers are creating applications where you can still earn an, a commission based on an offline redemption. So you walk into a store, uh, you show your mobile voucher application. They then scan the barcode. You then still get a commission, whether it's through an affiliate network or whether it's through uh, a direct deal. And it's it's that whole offline convergence. So all of that will be covered certainly at APU Expo in Munich as we look to the future and, and where the opportunity is going to lie. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Um, because I think the affiliates are always looking for different directions and um, different opportunities to... Well, be an affiliate, so to speak, uh, yeah. and I think mobiles, especially one which, uh, f- for me, if I look at the affiliate world, is still very much um, to be discovered, so to speak. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right. I think um, you know we've, we've all been talking about the year of mobile for for nearly a, a decade, <laughs> it <Yeah>. seems. Um, <laughs> But you know, I think there there have been some 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 steps forward um, recently, and I think there's been a lot of lethargy with the affiliate networks. If I'm fair to say, um, you know, certainly you've you've got some you know Commission Junction. I know they're big in the in the US. I haven't really seen much going out of mobile. Link Share again, you, you know, with their Japanese roots, you you think there'd be something you know 
hitting the the UK or the European or the US markets, and there isn't really anything yet, um, which is a bit disappointing. So it's always you know affiliate marketing in a way is actually um, it evolves, or it's the publishers, I think, it's the affiliates that push. And it's these guys that are the most innovative um, and they almost push the networks to catch up, so to speak. Mm. So, And how, what, what's, uh, what's an example of how they, they push the networks to do stuff? Um, you know, certainly things, you know, offline redemption, let's say, um, you know, working with retailers so that that, that tracking can be put in place. Um, back-end data, a lot of it is about technical implementations as well. So it's working with the publisher's technical team, um, the retailer's technical team, and the network's te technical team to ensure it all works. Um, so a lot of that goes on behind the scenes. So it's not really just about you know clicking a banner and earning a commission. There's a lot more complex things that can go on when, when people collaborate and work together properly. Hmm. Okay, uh, let's dive a little bit into uh, uh, FU Munich, but I think it might be uh, handy to go to a break first and then uh, uh, talk the entire next part about uh, FU Munich. So, uh, Brasco, can you take us to the commercials and then we'll be right back. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air. Now you can listen to webmasterradio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for webmasterradio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to webmasterradio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. Webmasterradio.fm. We really are everywhere. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line -line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. Myseotool.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. 
So, back for the second part of the State of Search show, and um, we're talking to Matthew Wood today, who's organizing a few Expo in uh, Munich in four weeks' time, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that conference. Um, let's start off with something, as we're going to talk about speakers and stuff like that in a minute, but speed networking, yeah. Matthew, what's, yeah. what's that? Um, well, this is something we introduced in London in October, um, and it's a way for advertisers and uh, publishers, um, or let's say merchants and affiliates, to meet face-to-face. So um, it's a bit like speed dating, isn't it? No, you know, not, I haven't actually been, but you can, we have a big table. Um, I think we have about 80 people either side, um, and we're going to... It's Munich, so you'll, seconds. It's Munich, so you'll have big beers on the top of them. We had champagne in London because it's a fish champagne. Of- <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think no, I think Bavarian beer is the um, the way forward. So <laughs> no, sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's it's gonna yeah, it's just uh, thirty seconds, and then um, you know, it's an idea. The idea is behind if you if you meet for thirty seconds, and then you you have a good idea if you want to chat to them later and do some business. So that's the idea, and it worked was so popular in London. I think it was oversubscribed. Know twice or three times. So wow, cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's something new from Munich. Um, what's what else is uh, new on the conference? Um, we've got some roundtables this year. Um, quite traditional in the US. These are expert roundtables looking at anything from um, the Panda update, which I think we're talking about later, to um, things like retargeting or behavioral retargeting, which is massive in affiliate marketing right now. Um, uh, the EU Privacy Directive, you know, lots of uh, misinformation about that and also some things that we should be thinking about. So it's an opportunity really for delegates to to go and talk to eight to ten experts on different topics and, and get in-depth answers um, as part of the package. Hmm. Interesting. I, I thought Rory was going to say something, but he didn't. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, I thought I heard you... <clears throat> Trying to say something, but um, so the uh, uh, speed networking roundtables. Um, what's the most important of the conference? Is it the sessions themselves, or is this stuff like speed networking roundtables? I don't know. It depends what you're going for. Um, what I'd say, you know, at Germany especially, is the sessions are so well attended. It's unbelievable. I think everyone's on time. They're all there. All there. They're eager to learn. And I've never seen, you know, certainly. Apart from possibly the US, but you know the Brits are a bit more reserved. But there's so many questions that are asked, um, and and that's really really key. But I, I think the networking is so important uh, for me. I mean that's where a lot of business is done. You know at the bar at the end of the evening. Um, um, it depends what kind of character you are and what you're there for, really. But for you as an organizer, um, if one of the two, either the sessions or um, or the networking part, kind of collapses. Which one would you prefer collapses and which one should be (laughs) there? Wow, that's a a really tricky question. I I think ultimately the the sessions themselves, I think, are, um, you know, we've got 45 sessions this year. So there's four simultaneous tracks. And I think that's where people will learn essentially the theory and the strategy to increase their revenues. Um, I don't think it's as easy to say which one would you drop because you you have to do both. You have to look at the theory and the strategy and go to the sessions. But then in affiliate, it's all about relationships as well because 
you you need to know um, you know you need to speak to your retailer, let's say uh, Amazon or, or Buy.com or Best Buy, um, and if you can speak to the manager face to face over a pint at the end of the day or uh, the barbecue, you can both you know increase your commission deals. You can look at ways that you can work together uh, more closely, um, and essentially earn a lot more money that way. So it's the best of both worlds. Isn't that how you started off um, anyway? Kind of like getting networking parties together and then it evolved into a free expo? Yeah, it was. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's exactly how it started. And um, back in 2006, when we tried to organize an event there, it was like 600 people. Um, and it got so noisy in the bar, you couldn't actually speak um, or hear anybody. So that's where we, we moved over to a conference format. So it's such a shame not to to keep on what some some people believe is, is the most important part at networking. So that's why we always invest a, a crazy amount of money on a complimentary bar till like 3 a.m. Oh, in fact, I think the last pint served in Germany last year was 6 a.m. for our party. Wow. And that's and that's when the, the free bar ended. So I, I don't know any other event that would go on till 6 a.m. for a free bar. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't imagine anyone. <laughs> Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that six a.m. I was there, but did, I wasn't did I there that until I was six. Gonna, did I already mention that I was going as well? <laughs> <laughs> that was the tipping point. I was just looking at the program and then the, the beer till six a.m. I'm done. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll tell you what is new this year. So we've got a we've got a beer session. Um, yes. This isn't an alcoholic conference or anything, but uh, on the end of day two, we've got a beer session, um, which is sponsored by Trade Tracker and. It, the idea for this one is, is is for some of the speakers to go up and, and talk to the audience about what they've learned from the show. So you pick up a beer as you go in, and it's a relaxed, informal environment to to just have a, a closure, really, for the conference. Um, and we'll film that as well, and we'll probably put that, you know, live stream it or something like that, because... <laughs> I, <laughs> live streaming is always a smart idea to do. <laughs> I'm not if sure if it's allowed to put drunk people online. <laughs> oh, it's not drunk. It's at the end of the second day. You're not drunk. Uh, well, I just don't know. <laughs> Let me save this one from the alcoholic uh, kind of thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be that's that's an interesting one. It's, um, we'll, we'll we'll check that out for sure. <laughs> I'm going to be there too. I'm really looking forward to this one actually. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm also uh, we're, we're going to do uh, live uh, interviews coming from AFU, so uh, trying to do the live streaming, and uh, that that's going to be awesome. So we're going to try to get speakers and uh, uh, S and Ds. Uh, to our mics and camera and then uh, talk to them about what's going on on the uh, um, a few expo halls and uh, rooms and everything else so um, tell us a little bit about the program uh, Matthew okay well um, the program is 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 kind of the one thing that I really do myself um, we've got a logistics team but 45 odd sessions looking at s- s- such diverse topics because performance marketing taps on the boundaries of many other digital channels now it's not just about like i said you know a, a text link or a little bit of social media so we've got things like um uh, of course seo um lots of topics about you know social media and how that affects seo now um we've got um you know the usual stuff on 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 page optimization that kind of thing 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, the uh, SEO debates where we get, um, I think we've got Bob Rains, Marcus Tandler, a few other, uh, Joost Volk, of course, um, from Netherlands, that you'll know where, Rory, um, and, and a few others. And that, that's an opportunity to catch up what's been happening in, in search. But everything else is looking at things, if you're an advertiser, how you can uh, earn more from affiliates. Um, our keynote this year is, is really interesting too. And this is um, a chap called Rory Sutherland, who is deputy chair of the Gilvey Group. And he was um, placed in Wired Magazine's top five most influential people in the UK last year. And he, he's talking about applying behavioral economics to affiliate marketing. Um, and that's someone we should really get you to interview at the show, Baz, because you know I, I think your your listeners are, are really going to want to to see what he's got to say. He's a really engaging speaker, um, and I'm really really pleased to be you know flying him over to to do his first uh, speaking event in, um, in in Germany. Great. Um, what 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 uh, I noticed is that um, one thing you really done differently compared to other years, but also compared to other conferences, is that the keynote is on midday on the second day so it's not the first talk of the day no it, no reason? it's um th- th- we well we, we like to be different <laughs> um <laughs> but um mid midday is, is a good time you know I, I think it's it's not the first day um because there's so much choice um you know for sessions and i think at that stage it's almost like a progression. We, we try and go day one, day two slightly differently. And, you know, some of the earlier sessions on day one almost build up to the sessions on day two. So, you know, that's why we thought uh, in the middle of the afternoon and day two, we, we'd put Rory on and, and get people really thinking about the industry a bit more. Hmm. So, um, usually they put up a keynote speaker or at least a, a big speaker in early in the morning to get people in early. Yeah. Um, that wasn't consideration this time. Um, not with a six a.m. bar on the previous night, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it, we've got uh, actually no, we've got bacon butties, or we've got what we call bacon butties in the morning, uh, day two, and lots of water. Um, <laughs> lots of water. <laughs> we start the sessions at half nine on day two as well, just to give everyone a bit more time. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we, we we thought we'd give it a go, see what happens. See what the feedback is. Great. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a really great show. I, I, the, the program is really diverse. Um, speakers uh, are diverse. Could you uh, fill us in on a couple of names? Um, from the speaker lineup? Um, wow. Uh, the the one thing. You a bit yeah. Uh, Thomas Bindle is going to be there, and Tim Ringel is going to speak for the German SEOs, I think. I saw Sapita on there, and yep. I saw Martijn Bike speaking. Sam Crocker actually is speaking. So, well, that, that was the people I was looking over the program I immediately recognized. So, a lot of usual suspects, but, I mean, they're yeah. there for a reason. And, I mean, they have a good story in, in general. So, it's a good... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, what, what we try and do is, is, is get people that know about their topic... Um, and that's so important because I, I go to so many conferences and all you just see is a sales pitch and that's just horrendous. So we, we get people that are passionate about what they're talking about. Um, they may not be the biggest name in the world about, about their topic, but they know what they're talking about um, and they can present it to people in a way that really engages them and, and motivates them about it. So that's our thinking really on, on, on the speaker lineup. 
Yeah. Actually, I, I think that, that if you have runner-up speakers, that they're uh, more eager to tell a good story than uh, what I see from a lot of really experienced speakers just regurgitating the same content over and over again. And I think the new speakers are just trying to improve and, and sharpen the stories and, and get new angles and greater stories. So I, I actually prefer uh, looking at new people than at, at the old farts, so to say. Although <laughs> there's, of course, uh, a steady amount of old farts that do it really well. So that's, that's, you know that's going to get you a good story. For instance, if you go to Marcus, it's always going to be a good story. It's always going to be fun. Oh, yeah. But I mean, and I saw some presentations from from really old school people, and I thought, well, this has not changed since 2003, which I saw it from the first time. That that's always a bit of a shame, I think. And and the younger people, I haven't caught any of the younger guys or new guys, well, new relatively well, new guys doing that. I'm I'm curious about that because that's an interesting point, um, Matthew. You can tell as an organizer of conferences, um, do you get a lot of recurrent visitors, so people who were there last year? Do they come back this year, or is it all new people? Um, it's it's a mixture. Um, we get a lot of people that come back year on year um, because the industry permanently evolves. Both SEO and affiliate changes all the time. Um, we, d- we do get a lot of churn in terms of people moving on from company to company or outside of the industry. But uh, on the whole, it's, it's, a, it's a mixture between renewals and, and fresh blood. Um, that, that kind of you know fresh blood that sounds bad but you know fresh people that, that want fresh to, you know fresh beer sounds better yeah. fresh beer yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it, it's a mixture man yeah and uh, I see you've got um, uh, the Facebook uh, the Facebook people there Mr Mark um, Zuckerberg is on a picture of um, one of the oh okay yeah it could be a friend of, of one, I think he's a friend of one of the speakers. Um, yeah, Facebook's, it's just so huge, isn't it, in terms of affiliate and social. So uh, lots of stuff. We've got two sessions on Facebook this year, actually, one on each day, taking different angles, um, looking at some of the risks, some of the strategies, and, and some of the, uh, I, I think uh, Simon's called it turbo tips to, to increase your revenues. <laughs> Would you say that um, affiliates, affiliates benefit from social media or uh, do they struggle with it? Oh, no, definitely. I mean, they can definitely benefit from social media. Um, historically, people maybe had a, a one-minded view of social media that you couldn't. But you can, A, you can work with brands to do stuff. Um, you can build your own kind of competitions and so forth to promote and build, you know, even if you're building your email list through social media and then using that email list to earn commission on traditionally through marketing, it can be very, very effective. Mm. Mm. Because uh, I remember that when social media started arising, there were a lot of affiliates saying, "Okay, what do we, what, what can you do? Can we do with this? Can we actually use it or not?" Um, okay. Uh, I also see, uh, by the way, a couple of uh, state of search bloggers on the speakers list, which is always nice. Martin Mike, of course, but also uh, um, I see Kelvin Newman there and Sam Crocker is there. Yes, and, uh, which is also. Uh, very nice. Uh, also, a regular guest on the show, so we'll get him on the uh, onto our interview sessions too. And of course, Roy is going to be there, so he can help me with the interview stuff. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Good okay. That. Yeah. Um, so, what else about A for you? Are you um, anything uh, uh, you want to add? Are there still uh, uh, tickets left? Um, yeah, we still got tickets left. Um, I think the hotel's getting really full. In fact, I think yeah, it, it might have sold out it's, today. It's, it's been full. Yeah, it's been full. I've just been just been checking. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's the Hilton Munich Hotel, Park Hotel, isn't it? 
That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, that's it's on the side. It says it's full. So. Wow, that, that's mad. I mean, we doubled the room allocation this year, but obviously not enough. But we'll get, to, we'll get some, um, some alternatives up there tomorrow. Yeah, there, there are already alternatives on there. So, Brilliant. Um, yeah, plenty of tickets left. Um, I guess while I'm on the show, I should, I should offer your, your listeners a discount code. Um, I'll set one up now. But uh, what should we call it? S- SOS 10? 10% off or something? SOS 10. Okay, great. <laughs> SOS 10. So if you're listening uh, and you want to sign up for uh, FU Expo in four weeks' time, um, you can go to the website SO and uh, FU Expo and sign up with the code SOS 10. I'll put that in the show notes also just so you'll be able to find it there, uh, which will be online tomorrow. So um, the code will be there, but it's an easy code, SOS 10. So, <laughs> <laughs> SOS 10. Okay, brilliant. Um, let's go to our final break. And then after the break, I'd uh, like to talk about how affiliates react to the Panda update. So um, take us to the commercials and we'll be right back. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. At I've been blogging with Huffington Post since 2006. Bennett Kelly. Sale of Huffington Post to AOL. As you may know, all the bloggers on Huffington Post are unpaid. The Cyber Law and Business Report. In reaction to the sales of AOL, from the Writers Guild is encouraging bloggers not to write for Huffington Post. In response, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. So you're seeing some fallout and some kind of just discomfort among in the blogosphere for the fact that they were giving all this value to Huffington and not getting any return in their view. Or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. So, welcome back. Final part of the State of Search show. Um, that was kind of a funny commercial I just heard um, with the fa- 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 uh, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> reason was that I didn't have, I hadn't heard that one before. I had, uh, it was funny. Uh, we're talking to Matthew Wood today, um, organizer of the AFU conferences. Um, one thing I forgot to ask before the break, um, before we go into the Panda update, is: uh, Is there a date set for the London one already? Because that was was a question which wasn't um, in the chat room. 
Yeah, there is. Um, we're, we're going back to London in October, um, and it is, I should know off the top of my head, it's 18th and 19th of October 2011. 18th, 18th and 19th. Okay, so that's, right. that's for the records. Um, next one is in Munich, so um, we'll, we'll see you all there, of course. But first, um, let's get into the Panda update, because um, I can imagine that a lot of affiliates are either scared for the Panda update or uh, may even have been hit already by the Panda update. Um, do, you, do you know any, anybody actually getting hit, Matthew? Um, I've, I've heard of a few people that have been hit. Um, it, it's, it's, it's pretty tragic when you do get hit because a, a lot of the time they've, they've still done stuff that is, um, you know, best practice. So it, it's, it's one of these... It's one of these updates that's pretty life-changing for some affiliates. So, yeah, I have. Yeah. So, um, well, the basis of the Panda update is that, you, well, at least what Google said, is that uh, they're looking at quality content. Um, there's an assumption that most affiliate sites have low-quality content. Is that a myth or is that true? Um, I, I can't say it's a definite myth. It depends, you know, old school maybe affiliate if you're if you're not adding value. But um, a, a lot of affiliates now are, you know, have to add value to the consumer, and um, whether it's putting in you know data feeds from from merchants, say, or um, user generated content and social media, all these things do add value. So it, it just depends really what Google's definition. Is I mean, they say that things should add value, and affiliates, as long as they're creating a tool or a service that is of use, then you know it's 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 pretty devastating for for affiliates that invest time and money for them to be you know penalised. Yeah, uh, Roy, what you would you uh, um, recommend an affiliate to do uh, while being hit, or well, just to make things well, either way, if you're not hit, what can you do to make sure you're not Gonna get hit, or well, if you've not you been hit by now, you're probably pretty safe. Although they okay. released another update today, but in general, if you're not being hit by now, I mean, it, you should first thing every, every affiliate should should ask themselves: Am I really add, adding value to? Well, am I helping uh, the whole buying process? Am I helping the merchant with it? Am I helping the customer with it? Or why am I here in, in the first place? I mean, if you're just here to make uh, a middle, uh, like a middleman and just make a fast buck, I mean, maybe those days are over right now, or maybe that wasn't the best business model to start out with. I mean, uh, from being an advertisement, advertiser standpoint, I think, but, mm. uh, and I'm sure Matthew has a, a different opinion about that, but uh, I mean, I think it's really important to, uh, to, to to ask yourself those questions. Am I am I the one to help you out? I mean, a good price comparison is fine. Three price comparisons are fine. Thirty three is a bit of a different problem. And if you're the fortieth uh, price comparison to launch this this month, uh, is that really adding still adding value? I mean, maybe you should dig into a niche. Can you be the price comparison engine based on mortgages for? Uh, uh, real estate agents, something like that. I mean, not being a real price comparison engine and combining DVD players again, uh, but maybe you should start digging into a niche and, and start earning money on that part. So what what Matt you're saying is like the old school affiliates will be having issues. Yeah, they will. And they will be. They, they will be hit, and, and they're probably hit, and they never knew what was happening to them. But they got free traffic, and and 
they're I think they're not in a position to complain because they got a lot of money. They just made a lot of money on an easy way with that, or easy. I mean, it sure was hard work, but fairly easy, so to say. Hmm. Do you get a lot of affiliates coming up to you, Matthew, to uh, uh, with, with questions about this? We we certainly do on on the forum um, affiliatesforyou.com. Um, I, I just actually googled Panda update and affiliates, and I think we're, we're number one there, so that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there there has been discussion there, and and it, it's. It's it's obviously when when you get hit like this as an affiliate, and you know whether you're a company and you're employing ten, twenty staff, or whether you're uh, an individual, um, you know, relying on the on on some revenues to pay your mortgage, it's it's scary stuff. So yeah, of course, people want to know what they can do and what maybe they're doing that is uh, affecting them. And you know, I, I'm unfortunately not an SEO expert. I program uh, SEO conferences to Roy, but you know, I. I, I can see the, the basic best practice things that affiliates should be doing, such as cloaking affiliate links, for example, um, which, which I'm very surprised that certain tools don't do and certain affiliates don't do. Um, you know, of course, Google's pretty clever. They can probably you know, you notice that anyway, unless you, you, I guess you disallow your outlinks. Um, but also things like duplicate content and, and your articles and your your data feed content that you might have on your affiliate website. So all those things would be raising question marks in my head. Yeah. So um, is it different for affiliates than for regular sites, do you think? I wouldn't, I would say it's, but for everybody it's the same, but Um, how how to handle the, uh, the panda update. Depends what you define as an affiliate site from my view. I mean, You've got someone like Money Supermarket, which is a, a multi-million-pound company, which are effectively a price comparison affiliate. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, you know, the the there's, for example, um, the Mirror, uh, which is, um, you know, a massive newspaper in the UK. That they basically have affiliate tools and affiliate white labels as well. So who yeah. are you classing as an affiliate? We, we, actually, and, yeah, yeah. we actually have the same things going on. I mean, we've got Independer, that's an affiliate. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. What, I, what I see doing those affiliates that really earned a lot of money they're starting to work it differently they're not doing affiliate kind of thing they're doing real business but um, with, an, with a storefront on it it's still affiliate but it's they shifted a bit and they took the whole registration and processing part to their level and have call centers in, in place and all that kind of stuff and I think that the same with Money UK for instance or uh, the one you called it uh, before, but that's um, but that's yeah. the big ones. That's that's the yeah, big but, ones. Yeah, but I mean that's still affiliates, isn't it? I mean, and and those guys are still are all the guys that are doing a lot of um, SEO most of the time. Yeah, no, true. But and it would mean what I'm trying to what I was going to say is that it, these are the big ones. So that would probably mean that they they just shift the way they work to change the way they work. But for the smaller ones, which might depend on for example, long tail and SEO, um, they might be uh, get hit a lot harder because they can't make that switch. Or am I just... No, no you, you, then you're not dependent yeah. on it, right? Sorry? Then you're not as dependent on it. Well, if you live on the long tail, the smaller affiliates who, who, who depend on the long tail, um, they might get hit... Yeah, but they, if they're small, they don't depend on it as much most of the time. It's just besides the job, right? 
Oh, well, that's the really small ones. Yeah, okay. But you've got also the small ones who, well, like persons who do it from the attic but still do it on a full-time basis, but just for themselves. Uh, yeah, so but, I mean, uh, from day one, I've been I've been going to search engine conferences and everybody is telling me, don't bet, put all your money on the same horse. No, I mean, true. if you're still doing that, I mean, I mean, it's it's not... It's nobody's fault. You're done. Only accept yourself, your own fault. I mean, you're the guy still betting on on one horse with all your money. I mean, that's that's never the smartest thing to do. Whatever you're no. doing. No, I agree. Okay, um, let's uh, get into. Uh, we're running uh, closer to nine o'clock, so um, let's get into a couple of other. Uh, topics. Uh, I wanted to throw this one uh, in there to see what you guys think of this, because I think it's something which is going on all the time, but now for a change uh, this actually came out. It's about uh, the PR company Burson Marsteller in the US, which is a big PR company which also has offices. I don't know in the UK, I don't know, but I do know they have offices in, in the Netherlands too. Um, uh, for Roy, it's actually a company which uh, Ajax hired for their um, PR, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, but what they Man, did, I is work like, even for the sponsor of Ajax, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, never mind. Um, um, they um, they started a so-called whisper campaign, which is um, kind of like, okay, I'm going to tell somebody, whisper somebody that somebody's doing something wrong, and I'm going to hope that they're going to write about it. And or if you if you're in politics, it's kind of like lobbying. Uh, to get a vote for one direction or another direction. Uh, what they have been doing is trying to get um, journalists uh, to write about Google and privacy matters uh, when it comes to Gmail. And um, they and, and, and the social circle, I should be um, uh, specific on that. What they uh, did is they tried to get technology journalists to write about how dangerous the social circle in combination with Gmail is uh, for the American uh, privacy issues. So um, the, the, the American user would have huge privacy issues uh, coming from that. And they tried to uh, get articles out there and they tried to give Google a bad name. Uh, and it turned out that it wasn't true what they tried to get out there and that was a reason for USA Today who was one of the newspapers who was approached by the PR company um, to throw it out in the open and um, well spill the guts on the PR company and say okay this is what they they claimed was going on but it wasn't going on so um, I think this is going on a lot more than we know um, in the industry and I'm, I'm not sure if it's in every industry but uh, I do think that um, there are a lot of people out there trying to get uh, other companies to, um, well, trip to trip other companies, so to speak. And this is one of the ways they're going to do that. Um, what do you guys think of this, Matthew, for example? Sure, I'm, I'm just trying to, to, to look up um, the information about it. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure, I mean, is, is it a new kind of tactic, though? Um, I, I don't know what the what the PR company was. Was it Burson Marstella? Company? Yeah, Burson Marstella. Um, they uh, what they did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I dropped the link in the in the chat now. Um, on the story about it. well, they they tried to get journalists to write about Google in a bad way. That's simply what they tried to do. Well, um, and they were probably hired by a competitor of Google's. So yeah. you immediately think, well, it's going to be either Facebook or Microsoft or Apple. Uh, but um, 
they also wrote in the emails which were made public through uh, USA Today they also wrote about Facebook and Microsoft and Apple being on well uh, thin ice so to speak so that could yeah. either be a distraction or uh, just another way but there, there is a client out there of Bursa Marstella who said okay we want Google to be uh, in the news in a bad way It's well. It's either very, very clever, um, or or very, very stupid. I, I'm not sure which. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a way, it's ingenious that you you know. I, I don't know how legally they can if, if they're not saying something that is, is untrue, and it's just a whisper campaign around it. Um, but yeah, someone you like you say someone's got an intention to do something, whether it is a competitor or an anti-Google type of type of. Uh, you know, group. Who knows? But you know, looking at it, I can I can see that they're not giving in, are they? They're they're sort of piling in more kind of pressure on Google. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know, Roy. What do you think? Mm. Ah, it's it's. I mean, uh, actually, uh, boss, let, let's get it back to this weekend. Sorry. I mean, you were right about... No, 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 sorry, but I have to do this. I mean, you were right about not singing about other people's. You should focus on your own stuff and not on, on competitors. And, and if you start black, black bad-mouthing competitors mm-hmm. uh, in whatever way, I mean, you're actually admitting that you can't beat them on common ground, is it? <laughs> I mean, that's the way I, how I look at it. It's just foul play or, or dirty play. It's I mean, foul play. Yeah, it's dirty play. Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. if you can't beat them in, in another way. It's just that you're using a way which is not the appropriate way, so to speak. Well, appropriate doesn't matter when you have stockholders in, in the end. So that, that's not <laughs> <laughs> the real big issue, I think. But, I mean, it, it's just, I, I think I have more, I mean, focus on the product a bit more and just trying to get a better product out there. I mean, yeah. I saw the old Google I/O thing, and I was I wasn't convinced to give up my iPhone for Android thing. I mean, I, <laughs> the whole idea of of a developer thinking of something that I can grab a CD mm-hmm. out of my CD box, hold it against a white bubble or uh, some kind of device, and then it starts playing it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just I mean, sure, it's real cool that you can do it, but I'm never gonna grab a CD to play it out of the cloud because I don't want to grab my CDs for that, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's cool that you can, but it's not really useful. It's not really helping the people and the problems they have. But I think we have to wrap up, right? Yep, we do. Indeed. <laughs> okay, this is something to think over this week. Uh, Matthew, thank you very much for uh, joining us, and good luck on the last preparations for a few uh, Munich. We'll see you there. Uh, both thank me you. and Roy, and we'll do the show from there, probably. Uh, as for us, next week, we'll... Um, uh, I'm, I will be at in London actually for SMX uh, London and then ISS and then go off to Sascon in Manchester. So I'm a big uh, England trip next week, um, and we're going to try to do a show with a couple of local guests there um, uh, in London. So we'll be back next week, um, whether it be live or not, I'm not sure. But it will be uh, 8 p.m. Europe, 7 in UK, uh, 2 p.m. on the East Coast, 11 in the West Coast. So thank you, Roy, also, and thank you, Matthew, again, and bye bye.